Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, queen, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and I am obsessed with women standing up, showing up, and creating their confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my love. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. And I'm very happy that you clicked on this specific episode because maybe, maybe you've been a little bit concerned, worried, scared, apprehensive about doing the inner work, about putting yourself first, about working on yourself. And in today's episode, I wanted to share a bit about my backstory on why I never worked on myself and I suffered for years with no confidence, lacking worthiness, not feeling good enough, getting into toxic relationships and having really crappy friends. And why many of my clients and listeners and audience members on social media have told me that they don't prioritize the inner work. They don't prioritize working on their stuff. So we're going to unpack some of the reasons why we are scared to work on ourselves, why we are truly scared to do the work, to heal our lives, to change everything, to create everything that we desire. Isn't it crazy? Like you're like, you could have everything you want. And you're like, no, it's so scary. I know. I get it. I understand. At all the retreats we facilitate, we just recently did one at all the sisterhood days that I do all the coaching calls, all the DMs on Instagram that I'm chatting back and forth with women. And just whenever I have opportunities to speak to women about this, I get similar answers. And so I wanted to share with you today because maybe, maybe it's you. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're like, shit, I don't know. I'm scared of this. I'm scared of that. I don't think this is a good idea. I can't do it. All of those things, which we will talk about. Or maybe you are really desiring someone that you love to do this work, to enter the field of mental health and personal development and wellness. And you're like, if they only would read the book, if they only would join the course, if they only would journal or would see a therapist, Their whole life would change. All those problems would go away. I get you. So this episode is for you or if someone that you love needs it, please share this episode with someone that you love that needs to hear it. Okay, I'm gonna share mine because this is one of the reasons why we don't work on ourselves. And this is legit a reason for many people out there in the world. The number one for me was I didn't even know what the fuck that meant. (laughs) I didn't even know the work. What is the work? I didn't know it was available. So there's a lot of people that don't know it's available. Now, for me, we grew up in the hood. We had, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, Latinos. Nobody goes to therapy. Now people are doing it, but it was like, you're either crazy or something's wrong with you or, oh, don't be silly. Like, whatever, just push it down. Keep going. You're strong. You're strong. Like, you wouldn't deal with your stuff. You don't even have stuff. What are you talking about? That's not a problem that this family has or that we have. So for us, For me, I know in a lot of those of you that are out there that resonate with my story, I didn't even know there was a way out of my pain. I didn't know I was in pain until I knew about it. 
And then I didn't know that there was another way. I didn't know that there was something called the work or processing your feelings or unpacking how you felt. All I knew, because I was four years old when I started therapy, was it was a white person with a clipboard in some office cubicle asking me questions while I was coloring and having juice boxes. That was my version of the work. And it was always a white person. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, being Latina and growing up on food stamps and being poor, it felt like those educated people over there do that. And you are kind of like this, I don't know, victim of your life. Something's wrong with you. You are the subject. And I am over here as a better person than you. And I'm just going to listen to you and ask you questions and write notes about you. And it just felt really disconnected. It did help me communicate. I will say I was chatting my ass off as a four-year-old, coloring and communicating and having my juice boxes. But it wasn't a place for me to thrive or to think this is available to you. This is for you. It was like court directed. So I had to go. And so I didn't know what the work was. I didn't even know that that was therapy when I was in it. So I didn't have mentors or people to go, hey, what are you doing? You're up to no good. Don't be hitting the streets. Don't do this. Don't go hang out with those people. I had people at school, my teachers. But again, I didn't resonate with my teachers. They didn't know who I was or where I was coming from. And to me as a kid, they were on the other side of me. They weren't peers. They weren't people from my community. They were like, mira, this is what you got to do. Or I wasn't looking up to anyone. I laughed because the only person I looked up to was J-Lo. Like I loved J-Lo. I had J-Lo all on my wall, cut photos of her and put her up everywhere. I was obsessed with J-Lo. But I didn't know that there was a way out. I didn't know that I could process this. I didn't know I had experienced trauma. I didn't know it wasn't my fault. I didn't know that, you know, any of it. I didn't know any of it. I didn't know where this was leading me to and the mistakes that I was making or my dysfunctions as a kid. I had no idea. So reason number one is maybe the people that you want to do the work or maybe for yourself, you didn't even know it existed. You grew up in a place where you didn't even know you didn't have role models. Nobody offered it to you and you didn't know that it was available. That healing your shit, that changing your life, that your past doesn't need to equal your future. Maybe you didn't even know it was available. That was one. Okay. Number one. The second one, which is the most popular one that I get, the most popular one that I get <laughs> is that women say to me, I'm scared. That if I open all that up, if I go back to that stuff, I'm not going to be able to handle it. It's going to ruin me. I'm going to have depression. I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to not be able to handle it. I'm going to see too much. I'm going to go back there. And I'm doing air quotes because like going back to the exact moment. I'm going to go back into the past, into that exact moment, and I'm not going to be able to handle it. And I want to say to you, it's one of the number one biggest things that I hear from women who don't end up doing the work or putting themselves first. They're just like, I'm too broken. There's too much damage. If I go back there, like I survived, but if I go back into the flames, I'm gonna get burned again. And I'm lucky I got out of the flames. That's what it sounds like. It feels like there was a fire that took over everything and they ran away from the fire and they have some burns and a bit of smoke in their lungs. And they're just like, I'm so lucky that I got out. There's no fucking way I'm walking back into that fire. Now, if this is resonating with you, I hope it is because when I talk to these women, they genuinely believe, genuinely believe that they are actually going to go back into the same fire as the same person getting the same burns and going through the same thing. And it stops us because here's the thing. You already moved through it. Like you already did it. You went through the difficulty, which is the hardest, most excruciating part. Like you did that already. That's already done. So I want you to imagine that you went through something really difficult 
And now you just have left with this taste in your mouth that the fire is bad, the smoke is bad, everything is bad, horrible thing. I never want to look at it again. And I talk about a lot. Y'all know I talk about poo all the time. Like it's just this funny thing that I do. And I talk about the piece of shit at your doorstep and how we all have like a smoky piece of shit at our doorstep. And we're like, gross. I don't want to put my hand in there. But I'm like, listen, the jewels, the diamonds, the gold is in that piece of shit that you don't want to put your hand in. And they're like, nope, it stinks. It's hot. Like, can I get some gloves? I don't know if I want that diamond that bad. Actually, fuck it. Just leave it there. So we're leaving this big piece of shit at your front door that every day you have to walk over. But in there are the lessons, the blessings, the next level, the unlocking of the next thing that you desire. Every single gold and jeweled freaking magical thing is inside that piece of shit. And you're like, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, I hear you, but it's there already. You already moved through the difficult thing. Go back and get the lesson. Go back and get the gold and the diamonds and the jewels and the resilience and the incredible shit. Everything bad that's ever happened to me and anybody I know and any book that you read about shit that's happened to people, something good came from it. It doesn't feel good when you're moving through it. But how could something amazing not? You move through it. You got through it. You're alive. You're breathing. You're well. It's like, yo, maybe not well. Maybe you don't feel well. Maybe you feel like, fuck, that was horrible and excruciating and PTSD and trauma. And I have, I get it. I totally get it. I understand it's not easy. But if we don't go into that, smoking piece of shit or stinky piece of shit. We're not going to get the lesson. And to me, this is for me. I'm not saying it's for you, but to me, I'm like, then what the fuck was the point of that? It happened for nothing. Who did I become? Hold on. Let me get my lessons from this or I'm going to repeat the same shit. No pun intended, right? You're going to repeat the same thing. And so if you have been worried that you can't handle it, here's what I want to say to you. Remember that you're not who you used to be. I'm going to say it again. You are not who you used to be. You are not the woman who was in that experience. You are not the person who went through that. You have changed. You have shifted. You have evolved. Time has passed. So you're not the same person who went through that. Number one. Number two, you're not making the same choices and decisions as that person, that version of you made. So you will have a different outcome. 100%. Because that experience happened to you, you're different. So going back, when I say even going back, It's finding out what was great about that. What did you learn from that? What do you want to do now because of that? What lessons can you claim in that? Who did you become because of that? You know, I think about all the horrible things that have happened to me and as terrible as everything was, I can tell you that I became powerful, strong, resilient, brave, smart, more vigilant, more compassionate, more empathetic, more outspoken, standing in my power, like all of these You know, I talk about it a lot when I was sexually abused at nine years old. I have a podcast about that, that that birthed this outspoken vocal version of me that's all about justice. Like that's when that was born. And that is horrible that that happened to me as a kid that I did not deserve that. I did not ask for that. It was not my fault that that happened. However, if I am willing to go back to these places safely guided, which I'll talk about in a minute, then I can claim what happened for me. You know, Tony Robbins is like, it happened for you, didn't happen to you. It happens to you, but also there's something in there for you if you're willing to claim it. And so part of the way that you can do this is making sure that you are guided with a great therapist, counselor, mentor, healer, someone who's skilled, someone who knows how to do this with you, someone who can guide you back into these experiences or guide you around these experiences so that you could start to see things in a different way. 
It's not about going back into these situations and repeating your trauma and what happened good here. That could be very traumatizing. That is not what I mean. I don't mean repeating the same shit in therapy for five years and getting the same answer. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not healing, if you ask me. It's about finding out who you became. Hello, my love. I need to interrupt this episode because I gotta tell you some exciting news. The Sisterhood program is open. The Sisterhood is a coaching experience where I, Erica Kramer, am coaching you for 12 plus months of your life. It is such an incredible community and we are working on you standing in your power, healing your past, letting go of all the things that hold you down, that stop you from being who you want to be, how you want to be, getting what you want. It is the most intense experience where we get to coach live. I get to support you. We get to ship out beautiful things to your house. I love me some snail mail. And you get to connect and do the work with like-minded queens who are also unraveling, creating what they want. The Sisterhood is only open for a limited time. So if you're listening to this, we are open now. We are only going to open a few times this year. Usually we did it about six times in the year. This year is different. We're actually being really intentional with how we open this program. Why? Because I want you to be ready. If you are ready to let go of the bullshit that holds you down, if you are ready to put yourself first, choose yourself and get into the work, trust me, it is not easy to do this work. A lot of women avoid it. We're happy to listen to podcasts and read books, but to go into our stuff and journal and coach live and put your stuff out there and actually start changing your damn life, not everybody chooses it. So I know it's not for everybody, but if you've been loving this podcast, if you're like, yo, Erica, I have 50,000 questions to ask you. This podcast has changed your life in any way, shape or form. Imagine working with us inside of the sisterhood. I'll tell you a few cool things. We have live events. Even if you can't fly your ass to Australia, you can zoom into these events. It is live streamed for every single member. We record everything we do. There are programs within the sisterhood like conscious parenting, breath work, meditation, how to let go of anxiety, power couples. Hamish and I are doing power couples inside the sisterhood. Some of the most incredible people come in to teach our members. You will get access to all of that as soon as you join us. I cannot wait to work with you. And lastly, of course, if you want a live coach with me, we be doing that every single month. I am in there live. It is a live program. The most incredible women in the world. If you're ready to stop playing small, to put yourself first, to heal the shit that is holding you down so that you can truly and genuinely create confidence and get what you want in this life. It is a fucking limited time, this life, but you can have everything you desire, the money, the relationships, the joy, the happiness, and the fulfillment. All of that is waiting for you inside of the sisterhood. All you got to do is click the link in the show notes, set up a call. It'll be me or somebody on my team that will chat with you to see if you're a good fit. We cannot wait to welcome you. Okay. Enjoy the rest of this episode. Oh, wait, one more thing. I have to say, nothing will change if you just listen to bullshit. You can listen and consume content. You could binge. But if you are not committed to actually applying the information, it's about the application of the information. That shit is how your life changes. Okay, back to it, y'all. One of the number one questions when I'm doing this with clients is like, who did you become because of that experience? And they tell me all the negative stuff because that's what we look for. Our brain is designed to look for the bad shit. And that's all we focus on. And what you focus on expands, as the quote says. I focus on my innocence was taken. I was, you know, abused. I got taken advantage of. I felt horrible. I felt this. Also, cool. That happened. Yes. But what did that teach you? Oh, shit. Well, that sexual abuse really taught me to speak up. 
my mother encouraged me to tell her what was going on because we have that relationship as children and and mother daughter. We had that relationship where if something happened, I told her because she created that with me as a kid. And I've done that with my children. We have open communication, no matter what it is, taboo, whatever, sex, drugs, alcohol, whatever. We're going to talk about all of it. And so I spoke and I told her and a lot of kids that get abused, we don't say anything. Because we get taught from a young age that we don't say that or we don't do that and it's your fault. And so she created with her mental illness and all the crazy trauma in my childhood, my mother created a mother-daughter relationship where she could actually ask me something and I could honestly tell her. So I told her. So I spoke up for what was wrong. I expressed myself. I learned how to express myself. I realized that was wrong. And I remember, I talk about it in the podcast if you want to listen to it, Life Lessons series. I remember you know, really fighting it. I remember being like, nope, this is wrong and fighting it. I didn't just let it happen. And I remember telling my mother, I remember standing up for myself. And so who I became was a very vigilant, outspoken, stand up kind of kid that was like, no, that's not okay. And I'm not letting you do that. And so if I'm going to claim the horrible shit, and if we're going to claim all the bad shit that's happened to us, what good is in the shit? And I'm sorry, but if we just pretend it never happened or we sweep it under the rug, we sweep that shit under your front doormat and people keep stepping on the mat, it's going to start to fucking stink. On a hot day, watch out. There's going to be flies everywhere. It's going to be gross. And I'm like, I know it's gross what I'm saying, but my metaphor brain is just like, oh my gosh, yes, that makes sense. Get the gloves. Go in there. Well-guided. Find the gold. Find the lessons in all of the horrible shit or else we will be a victim of our lives forever. This happened to me. They did that to me. Instead of, you know what, because of that, I became. And yes, that may have happened to me, but that also caused me to become this and allowed me to create this. And because of that is why I am this. Like what a powerful creator versus being in the victimhood. And so a lot of us act like, no, no, I'm good. I don't need to work on that. And we just brush it under the rug and we pretend it's not there. But it is fucking with us in other areas of our lives. And we can tell because our relationships are toxic. We can tell because we have a toxic relationship with ourselves. We have issues with food, with binging, with our body dysmorphia. We have no money in our bank account. We hate our fucking job. We have toxic relationships with our kids or our family members. We're constantly getting into relationships with people who don't respect us. We are disrespected at work. We're not on purpose. We're not on fire. We don't feel good. There are areas of our lives that are impacted by us not looking at this stuff. So it's not like no big deal. It already happened. And if you already overcame it, if you already went through it, please believe that's the hardest part. So in my view, you need to have someone guide you, work with you, a good coach or mentor or community. That's why I love community. That's why I love sisterhood, because we're all doing this together. You're not alone. Self-development and personal work, just like business, can feel very lonely if you are not supported and you're not in community. It's one thing to go, yeah, people get me. People also have went through what I've went through and people understand me. That's very intellectual. But being across from another woman that's like, me too, I get it. This happened to me. Wow, it sounds like what happened to me. And we start sharing and talking or someone shares something that you're not willing to share. You see yourself in that person. Oh my goodness. I want the gift for everyone. Whether you work with me, sisterhood, or in any other capacity or not, please find a place where you can unravel and unpack what happened to you and turn it into what happened for you. Because I'm telling you, you can transmute all of that pain and it doesn't need to take over your life and it's not something you can't handle. If you do it in the right way with the right support and guidance, with the right tools, with the right community and the right environment, it's, it's so magical and so powerful. 
Please know that. So the first one is maybe you don't know, maybe you don't even have awareness that you can do the work. You don't know what the work is. Maybe you're in a marginalized community or a third world country and you genuinely don't know what unpacking and doing the work is, number one. Number two, you're scared that you won't be able to handle what you find. Even though you've already moved through it, you're scared that maybe what I've been through was so big and so crazy. I'm lucky I got out. Why would I, why would I go back to it? So I, I just want to say, I see you, I hear you, I validate you, I understand. However, there's another side to that. If you're willing to go there and be well supported, that you could get so much from your experience that you've already had and completely transform who you've become. The third one that I want to say is there's people also that are in this place of I'm completely damaged, broken. There's nothing good anywhere. And they're just almost in that space of like, I'm a piece of shit. What's the point? Nothing's going to change. There's no will. There's no drive. There's no desire. It's just like deep depression. And I think that in those cases, when you feel that or you know someone who feels that there needs to be support, you know, maybe some people are turning to drugs and alcohol and they're not there. Them who we know them to be is not them. The drug has taken over. The alcoholism has taken over. The deep depression has taken over. You know, my mom's bipolar and God, it makes me emotional because I've talked to her in times where I don't even recognize her. I'm like, I know she's in there, but it's not her. Does that make sense? Like, I know she's in there, but who I'm speaking to right now, who's talking to me, who's yelling at me, who's whatever is not her. And so if you know someone that's in that place or you've been in that place by yourself, this requires support. This requires assistance. This requires you going to a place where you feel comfortable or you recommending a place where this person will feel comfortable to get supported. It may be medication. It may be being in a hospital. It may be being in a program or a rehab. It may be being, you know, my mom used to go to programs for people, you know, and it's a community where people can support you and you're not having to do this by yourself because there are cases where it's beyond, it's gone above a scope where they're going to need to see a mental health care practitioner or they're going to have to see a psychiatrist or, you know, and, and it almost feels like, there's no willingness to do anything. What, what's the point? When will it, it's never going to change. And I can't say that I've been there a long time, but I was there when my husband passed away and I was there for a short amount of time. And it was time for me. It was processing. It was being in that shitty experience. It was numb. I, maybe three years or so. I really can't remember that time, to be honest, because I was drunk most of the time, blacked out. I don't even know what happened during that time. I was modeling at the time and I was seeking maybe through modeling or through sex or through relationship to feel something and find myself. But I was so badly hurt from my husband's death that I, I genuinely don't remember parts of that the three years. I think it was three years and I was completely numb. And there are times in my life where I, there's been blackout and I don't remember things. And I know that this is a thing for trauma and the more you work with it, you start to get memory and it's not about trying to get the memory. It's just about trying to work with it. And so there are people that are in these places where it just feels really dark and it feels like nothing's going to change. And, you know, if you're able to get support in these specific situations, first to feel better, first to have vitality, first to have a willingness to live, you know, first to feel like purpose and that joy is available and that you can you know, that inspiration, like, yes, I can. I don't feel it now, but I know it's possible. That possibility, moving to a place where you feel good and moving into vitality for life. And then from that space, 
you can start to do the work and find people that are right for you. So those are really the top three that I've heard and that I've experienced myself. Actually, there's four. Avoidance. I recently had a beautiful client of mine who we had a beautiful chat and she decided to do something that was going to completely transform her life. And she messaged me and said, look, I'm scared because I've been living like this, really miserable and unhappy for a very long time. And I don't know that I can do anything about it because I'm scared as to what I'm going to find. I'm scared that it's going to mean my marriage ends. I'm scared that it's going to mean my family breaks up and I haven't done it. I don't want to look at it, but that's what's current reality for me. And I remember saying to her, you know that you're not happy right now. You know that your relationship's not where it needs to be. You know that your marriage doesn't fulfill you how it can. You know that you're not fulfilled and fully on purpose. Every single day is not a day you're choosing. You're not choosing this. You're not choosing. So by not choosing, you're choosing, but it's passive. Like life is happening to you. You're like in the back seat and someone's driving you in life. And I don't want to do that, she said. I said, listen, if you know that this is what's going on for you and you just pretend to not look at it, but you know in your head, that's the thing. You can't unlearn what you learn. You can't pretend you can't lie to yourself for too long. You know you're not happy. You can feel it. You're like, I know I want to do something, but I'm scared. Scared is normal. But avoiding it, the avoidance, because of the fear of dealing with it, I would highly recommend you write out, what is it that I'm scared of? Is that possible that that will happen? What if it's the best thing that ever happened to me? What if that bad thing doesn't happen? What if the opposite happens? What if I get what I desire? What if that marriage does end and it's actually what I need? What if I trusted that me dealing with this and looking at this head on is actually what I need to do to actually start living on purpose and not just being in mutiny? You know, it's not like a yes or a no. It's like a maybe forever. Like you're always in the maybe, the indecision, not knowing mutiny. It's like, wow, it's like that's not fully fulfilled in living. And so if that is you, if you've been in the avoidance of it, take a moment on paper. This is the best thing that you could do is take a moment on paper. You don't have to tell anyone. You don't have to record it. You don't have to show it to anyone. Just for yourself to take a moment on paper where it's safe to write out, why am I not looking at this? Am I truly happy? Where am I not fulfilled? What area of my life do I need to work with? What area of my life is not fulfilled right now or not happy? What am I avoiding? Why? What would happen if I worked on that? What would happen if I addressed that? What would happen if, imagine if I got exactly what I wanted. Imagine if my life transformed and I could be happy and I could have the life of my dreams and I could have the money and I could have the career or the job and I could have the family. Like imagine these things that we think are unavailable, they are available. Fuck, if anyone knows, I know. I should not be living the life I'm living. I could definitely easily be on the streets, homeless, addicted to drugs. There's no reason why I didn't have that. Besides the fact that I happened to find someone who was doing this work and gently introduced me into it. And I was clearly ready as well, because many people are not ready. Many people just not ready. And we just have to allow that to be ready because we can't force it, especially not for other people. But this podcast is for you. If you've been avoiding the work, if you've been like, I'm scared, I don't want to do this. You know, what is it that we're scared of? Do we not already have the thing we fear now when we are unfulfilled and not living a life of our dreams? When every day we wake up and we're not happy, that's fucking scary. That's scary as as it's going to get for me. Not being fulfilled, being in a relationship I'm not happy in, being in mutiny, being a maybe all the time, just just stuck in stagnation. And so I really want to encourage you out of these four things that can stop us or the fear of doing the work on ourselves, which one is yours? 
And more than anything, what are you willing to do in order to shift this? Because it can be shifted. And what is on the other side is actually incredible, is unbelievable at times. I think it's so awesome that people don't believe it can't be that easy. And it's not easy. It is simple, but it's not easy. It's fucking hard. There's a lot of tears that Eric over here is crying all the time. A lot of shit that I don't want to face, but I have to if I want to live a life on purpose and fulfilled. It is not coming for me. I have to go and get it. And there's nobody who's going to save you. You're going to save yourself. Is there people that can help? Of course. This is what I've dedicated my fucking life to because I know what's possible. I will not stop talking about this shit. You will see me 90 years old, hopefully 120 years old in whatever kind of wheelchair I'm in, you know, with a microphone talking about this shit still because I'm that passionate about it because I've seen what my life was and I've seen the fucking pain I was in and the shit that I thought I would never be able to overcome to now be living this life. It, it doesn't make sense. And the only sense I can make of it is that I found this work and I was ready to take the invitation. I was ready to do something. I was in enough pain where I was like, I'm done. I don't want to live in this pain anymore. And I believed that there was what I wanted on the other side. And no matter how hard it got, it couldn't have been harder than what I had went through. And I could promise you that it was not going to be harder than what you have already lived and moved through. And if you could take what is available to you, which is the joy and the happiness and the fulfillment and being on purpose and enjoy, enjoy in this fucking short life that we have, that is the invitation for you here today. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I freaking love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears and your energy and your attention. Thank you for letting me into your world. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast. There are so many podcasts you can listen to. And I deeply, deeply, for real, for real, appreciate you listening to mine. Do me one big favor. One big thing. Please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs to hear this. This is my mission on planet Earth to serve as many women as possible so that we can show up, stand up, speak up, and create the confidence in the life that we desire. I appreciate you, my love. I will see you on the next episode. 